welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynne Rockman, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all God's children and all God's creation. Now we know that this world won't become a haven of love and light overnight, or even in our generation, maybe. Now after ages of darkness and hatred and violence and discord and deception, an abundance of bad energy, and generations of blindness to the truths of the spirit of the living God within us. However, as opposed to the darkness and negativity that dominates the atmosphere all around us today, let us focus on more and utilize often and sincerely our own loving energy and intentionally acknowledge the divine light and power of our mighty I Am Presence. Then, the higher vibration of love and all those higher qualities will begin to dominate the atmosphere, the consciousness of mankind and Mother Earth, enhancing life for the whole world now and divinely redirecting next generations. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life. And y'all be loved. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For, whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good, they must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats, do not be frightened. But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water, and this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also, 
not the removal of dirt from the body but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and, and is at God's right hand, with angels, authorities and powers in submission to him. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others, as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and the power for ever and ever. Amen. 1 Peter 3 8-22, 1 Peter 4 1-2, 1 Peter 4 7-11. are in heaven, says Justin, thus bringing forth a purely Kabbalistic doctrine. The Christians adopted it from the Sohar and the heretical sects, and if Jesus mentioned them, it was not in the official synagogues that he learned the theory, but directly in the Kabbalistic teachings. In the Mosaic books, very little mention is made of them, and Moses, who holds direct communications with the Lord God, troubles himself very little about them. The doctrine was a secret one, and deemed by the Orthodox synagogue heretical. Josephus calls the Essenes heretics, saying, Those admitted among the Essenes must swear to communicate their doctrines to no one any otherwise than as he received them himself, and equally to preserve the books belonging to their sect, and the names of the angels. The Sadducees did not believe in angels, neither did the uninitiated Gentiles, who limited their Olympus to gods and demigods, or spirits. Alone, the Kabbalists and Theurgists hold to that doctrine from time immemorial, and, as a consequence, Plato and Philo-Judaeus after him, followed first by the Gnostics, and then by the Christians. Thus, if Josephus never wrote the famous interpolation forged by Eusebius, concerning Jesus, on the other hand, he has described in the Essenes all the principal features that we find prominent in the Nazarene. When praying, they sought solitude. When thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and pray to thy Father which is in secret, Matthew 6 6. Everything spoken by them, Essenes, is stronger than an oath. Swearing is shunned by them. Josephus 2, 8, 6. But I say unto you, swear not at all, but let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, Matthew 5 34-37. The Nazarenes, as well as the Essenes and the Therapeutae, believe more in their own interpretations of the hidden sense of the more ancient scriptures, than in the later laws of Moses. Jesus, as we have shown before, felt but little veneration for the commandments of his predecessor, with whom Irenaeus is so anxious to connect him. The Essenes enter into the houses of those whom they never saw previously, as if they were their intimate friends, Josephus 2, 8, 4. Such was undeniably the custom of Jesus and his disciples. Epiphanius, 
who places the Ebionite heresy on one level with that of the Nazarenes, also remarks that the Nazarene come next to the Cerinthians, so much vituperated against by Irenaeus. Monk, in his work on Palestine, affirms that there were 4,000 Essenes living in the desert, that they had their mystical books, and predicted the future. The Nabatheans, with very little difference indeed, adhered to the same belief as the Nazarenes and the Sabaeans, and all of them honored John the Baptist more than his successor Jesus. The Persian Ayazidis say that they originally came to Syria from Bizra. They use baptism, and believe in seven archangels, though paying at the same time reverence to Satan. Their prophet Eased, who flourished long prior to Muhammad, taught that God will send a messenger, and that the latter would reveal to him a book which is already written in heaven from the eternity. H.P. Blavatsky The Nabathans inhabited the Lebanon, as their descendants do to the present day, and their religion was from its origin purely Kabbalistic. Maimonides speaks of them as if he identified them with the Sabaeans. I will mention to thee the writings, respecting the belief and institutions of the Sabaeans, he says. The most famous is the book The Agriculture of the Nabatheans, which has been translated by Ibn Waho Haija. This book is full of heathenish foolishness, it speaks of the preparations of talismans, the drawing down of the powers of the spirits, magic, demons and ghouls, which make their abode in the desert. There are traditions among the tribes living scattered about beyond the Jordan, as there are many such also among the descendants of the Samaritans at Damascus, Gaza and at Naplosa, the ancient Shechem. Many of these tribes have, notwithstanding the persecutions of 18 centuries, retained the faith of their fathers in its primitive simplicity. It is there that we have to go for traditions based on historical truths, however disfigured by exaggeration and inaccuracy, and compare them with the religious legends of the fathers, which they call revelation. Eusebius states that before the siege of Jerusalem the small Christian community, comprising members of whom many, if not all, knew Jesus and his apostles personally, took refuge in the little town of Pella, on the opposite shore of the Jordan. Surely these simple people, separated for centuries from the rest of the world, ought to have preserved their traditions fresher than any other nations. It is in Palestine that we have to search for the clearest waters of Christianity, let alone its source. The first Christians after the death of Jesus, all joined together for a time, whether they were Ebionites, Nazarenes, Gnostics or others. They had no Christian dogmas in those days, and their Christianity consisted in believing Jesus to be a prophet, this belief varying from seeing in him simply a just man, or a holy, inspired prophet, a vehicle used by Christos and Sophia to manifest themselves through. These all united together in opposition to the synagogue and the tyrannical technicalities of the Pharisees, until the primitive group separated in two distinct branches, which, we may correctly term the Christian Kabbalists of the Jewish Tenaim school, and the Christian Kabbalists of the Platonic Gnosis. The former were represented by the party composed of the followers of Peter and John, the author of the Apocalypse, the latter ranged with the Pauline Christianity, blending itself, at the end of the second century, with a Platonic philosophy, and engulfing still later, the Gnostic sects, whose symbols and misunderstood mysticism overflowed the Church of Rome. Amid this jumble of contradictions, what Christian is secure in confessing himself such? In the old Syriac Gospel according to Luke, 3.22, the Holy Spirit is said to have descended in the likeness of a dove. Jeshua, full of the sacred spirit, returned from Jordan, and the spirit led him into the desert, old Syriac, Luke 4 1, Tremelius. The difficulty, says Dunlap, was that the Gospels declared that John the Baptist saw the Spirit, the power of God, 
descend upon Jesus after he had reached manhood, and if the Spirit then first descended upon him, there was some ground for the opinion of the Ebionites and Nazarenes who denied his preceding existence, and refused him the attributes of the Logos. The Gnostics, on the other hand, objected to the flesh, but conceded the Logos. H.P. Blavatsky You have no idea what the great cosmic law of sacred fire love can do. It's the miracle presence of the sacred fire. It's the miracle presence of perfection. It's the miracle presence of unlimited power. This is the way the ascended host will handle the frightful conditions mankind has generated in the past, where we have to deal with individuals who are determined to destroy and yet we are trying to prevent them going through the second death. We call forth the sacred fire's blue lightning purity and violet flame love to block the expansion of their evil and hold it in abeyance, until the higher mental body can awaken the intellect to the understanding of something that the individual can do to consume the wrong or at least turn away from it until it can be withdrawn, and the individual taught the mastery over it. So, when you don't get along with people too easily, don't hesitate to call the angels of cosmic Christ blue lightning purity and violet flame love to pour into everybody and everything, that you don't agree with. Now I am speaking of your home, or your business, or activities of the outer in which you meet daily opposition to that which is right. If you will call this into the energy of those conditions, your very willingness to consume what is wrong there will automatically be the action of the cosmic law that enables your own beloved I am presence to fill you with its cosmic Christ blue lightning purifying love and violet flame mercy to life, to your life, inside of you, that consumes the resistance and the feeling in you that you don't want to use the cosmic law that consumes the evil in the other condition. So your very willingness to correct the condition by the sacred fire's blue lightning purity and violet flame love will automatically set that into action by your beloved I am presence inside of you, to release that feeling of resistance that tortures you. Now this has a tremendous effect upon your health. We are driving tonight right at the very root of all disease, because all ill health, all diseased conditions of mind and body are always located and generated in the emotional body. And while the intellect might make the call to forgive a condition, the feeling can be like steel against any kindness going forth, or willingness to use the sacred fire to consume the condition. Many times, you walk off, and you're just not concerned, you won't have anything to do with it. That's alright to walk off so you can get out of the radiation of the condition, but don't fail, whenever you have the opportunity, to call the great central sun's overwhelming cosmic Christ blue lightning purity and violet consuming flames love and mercy, not only to the individual or the condition or the nation, but to the very consciousness within the energy that has been generated by mankind that produces discord. As you call this forth, it is the mercy that consumes the consciousness that has produced evil. And if you do not consume the human consciousness, well, it will continue to produce evil until you do consume it. But when there is a battle in the feeling, turn to your beloved I am presence, and ask the angelic host's great central sun's cosmic Christ blue lightning purity in the condition, or into the human beings that generate the condition, and the violet consuming flames purifying love and mercy to life, and ask the angels of blue lightning purity to take care of that energy. And your willingness to draw this into outer conditions to consume what's wrong will automatically draw into you the same great blessing, and half as much again. Beloved Archangel Michael,
Now you've been told that everything you send forth, 60% of it stays in you. Well, when you call for the angels of the cosmic Christ blue lightning purity to move into a condition and purify it, and the violet consuming flames purifying love to consume the consciousness that has generated discord, your beloved I am presence, under the action of the cosmic law, will draw the same amount into you, and half as much again. So, you cannot give this assistance to life without being blessed as much as you give out, and half as much again. So beloved ones, after all, as you practice the law of forgiveness by calling the angelic host's blue lightning purifying love into a condition, and the violet consuming flames purifying forgiveness and mercy, as you are willing to free the earth from the discord generated by mankind, the cosmic law sets into action the sacred fire's love and mercy to make everything else easier for you. And that is the service the angelic hosts stand ready to give. When mankind cannot help itself, then the angels of the sacred fire come to help the individuals be free from the discord that has been generated. And surely that is the great supreme master presence of the eternal perfection of the use of life and the sacred fire. You can have just as much of this to come into you and free you as rapidly as possible, if you use it in conditions of the outer world to free your cities, your nation or the government, or individuals or activities of the outer world from the conditions that are wrong that have been generated by mankind's discord. This is one of the most marvelous ways and means of healing, of harmonizing, or purifying, of illumining, and of balancing, not only your karmic debt to life, but balancing the conditions of the outer world in which you move and with which you are connected. Beloved ones, you have no idea the blessings that will come to you if you set this into action from this night. Applause, audience rising. Thank you so much precious ones. Won't you be seated please, and just remain so. Now this has another freeing activity in its effect upon you when individuals have deliberately wronged you and you certainly don't feel like forgiving them. And the feelings rarely do. The feeling of the outer self doesn't want to forgive the situation but wants to go on and battle. If you will, seize that desire to battle. Command silence, not allow yourselves to say one word, but keep the silence. And then make your call for the angelic host to use the great central sun's cosmic Christ blue lightning purity and violet flame for giving love and mercy and do in the condition, take care of that which is an injury to you. Do you know what will happen? Almost without exception, before the situation is finished, there will come about conditions in which there will come restitution to you for the injury. So, it's a scepter of very great power. And I tell you, it is the magic of the sacred fire to handle conditions that are discordant in this physical world as long as you remain here. Beloved Archangel Michael, 